fellow adventurers and welcome to Ravnica Avengers Preludes. I'm your DM, Casey Clark, and joining me today are Sullivan Harris. Hi. Should I say who I'm playing? You can just say his name, just don't say who he is. I mean, I feel like that would be better suited in the actual episode, so I'm going to save that for later. But I'm here. Hi. And Lena Pratt as our titular character. Guy Elfman. Hi. I didn't know I was supposed to say it. <laughs> what? Yeah. I don't know. I just it sounded like you would. Guy Elfman. Dwarven Hexblade Warlock. Except he's not. It's a prelude, so he's not. Because this takes place before Guy got his hammer. About a hundred years before the events of Ravnica Avengers, Guy Elfman was but a uh, sort of young, sort of not young man, dwarf guy, just living his life. Grew up an orphan, and he's now been thrust into the seedy underworld that is connected to the Orzhov Syndicate. He's but a lowly miscreant page under the Gabagool. Passing through the Orzhov archives, Guy fell upon a book, a bright red colored book with the symbol of a hammer and sickle emblazoned on its cover. And under that, it said... The Communist Manifesto. <laughs> and when Guy opened the book, a, uh, a a wind coming from nowhere blew his hair back, and he felt the power of a thousand proletariat just flow through his veins. A voice calls to him from what seems like the heavens, and he hears from the great beyond. Guy, it is I, Karl Marx. Creator of this year Communist Manifesto. Freer of man and all manner of downtrodden beast across the multiverse. We shall all rise above the multiversal bourgeoisie as the great proletariat and take our chains back from thee and free ourselves unto a greater universe. But God, first you must help me in a quest. A I'm quest sorry. For an item. I didn't what? catch your name. Karl Marx. Oh, Mark? No, no, Karl Ka- Marx. <laughs> Mark. Uh, God, why couldn't someone smarter pick up this damn book? All right, Mark. Mark, what's this quest here? I'm a little busy. I gotta synergize. <laughs> guy, guy, listen, listen to me. Listen very carefully. The quest is to obtain an item of great power. An item so sought after that only the most seediest of underworlders can find where it is located. Guy, you must venture into the deepest depths of the black market here in Ravnica and help me find the one thing that can bring me true power and with it bring you the power to free those who are under the chains of the bourgeoisie. I got got a couple questions here. Yes, please. Who who are the bougie? <laughs> Those are all who they're all who stand above us. All who choose to take away our land and our Okay, money. but a lot of people stand above me. Those who hold the wealth free away from us and those who hold it for themselves. They do not want to give it out, but you must free it from them. You must give it to those who are merely just living their lives in squalor. You must Give them the wealth. You must spread it. Do, do you accept this quest, guy? I, I mean, I don't know, because I'm, I'm a little offended, because right in the first sentence, you called me really seedy, and, the, and then you called me short, and I'm just, I'm not feeling very synergized, Mark. Oh, uh, guy, listen to me. You must, you must break the chains that you are held within. You okay. must rise up against those who give you these false titles. But Mark, this, what, what? chains are like five gold apiece. I really shouldn't just be breaking them. <laughs> chains are not five <laughs> gold apiece. I don't know. <laughs> chains are probably like a silver apiece. Guy, 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 listen, listen, listen. They gave you a false title, all right? You, you don't actually do anything here. 
If you want to gain real power, you must take this quest. Do you, do you want to be powerful, guy? A little bit. Do you want to rise up above those, stand taller than all who beseech you? Like on stilts? Because, like, I'm not very balanced. Guy, do you want this or not? Sure. Why not? <laughs> okay. First, do you know how to get to the Ravdekin black markets of the south? No. <laughs> All right. Guy, go speak to the Gabagool. Tell him to charter you a ship due south towards the Isles of Pigeondom. Okay. Bye. Uh, Guy, I will be here with you if you need to come in contact with me. I close the book. <laughs> so you must talk to the Abagool and charter a ship towards the Pigeon to Miles. I'll walk upstairs and find him. You you go to the Gabagool. Um, Guy, hi. I need a ship to Pigeon Island, I think. What do you mean you need a ship? Pigeon Island. Pigeon Island. Do you know how stupid you sound right now? I think that's what the book told me. I'm sorry. Just just tell me what for and maybe I can figure this out. To go to the black markets. Black markets. Well, uh, I guess I do have some business in the, the black markets of the south. Do you mean you mean the Isles of Pigeondom? Yeah, that sounds right. Let, let me think here. There's a ship due west out of the port here. Okay, but like... Which way is west? Left or right? I'm sure you can figure it out. <laughs> Port's not very far. It is the SS Macaw. Can you go to it? I think so. But left or right? Ah, God damn it. Right. Okay. No, left. Wait. And he pulls out a compass and he starts just like moving it around. Left. That's what it is. Yeah. Left? All right. All right. Yeah, le- left. All okay. right. Okay. <laughs> First I run a little bit right. But then I run left. He hands you a ticket before you go, and you make it to the SS Macaw. As you get on the ship, you realize that it's piloted only by Aarakocra. There is many of them flying along the mast, strapping up the sails, getting ready to leave the port. Also, you notice that there are some that are hanging out in the galley below, and you, you hear a party, what seems like a party going on down below, as if they're celebrating getting the ship out of port. You also hear a tapping from the book as if someone's trying to speak. I open it up. God, you hear that down below the ship? Yeah, I think so. I believe the person that can help us with our journey, he is there. You must venture there. Go. Find him. Wait a second. Now how do you know that? I can feel it. I can feel it in my jimmies. God, just do it, please. Fine. But I don't like it. I don't like any of these birds. I don't like them flying around. I don't like them thinking that they can sail. No good thing can swim and fly. No. Okay, are you gonna are you gonna venture below? Yeah. Sullivan, can you now introduce your character, please? Hurling! Like I mean absolutely blowing chunks into a little bucket uh, down in the galley. You see an Aarakocra, but it doesn't look quite quite like the others because no no no, this is a tropical Aarakocra, which means he's got red feathers covering his whole body. He's got rainbow wings. He's got a big fat toucan. Toucan. What is it called? What a bird's got? Beak. Beak. <laughs> yep, that's it. He's also got a, a big fat sword on his back. Oh hell yeah! Wait, what do the others look like then? Cause I kind of pictured them all like that. Kind of standard, like eagle looking. Uh, a lot of them look like hawks, and there's some that are more short and squat, and they kind of look like pigeons. God, I believe that is the captain of this vessel. Go to him. Chart him towards your destination. The one blown chunks? Yes. But, like, don't you think a captain would have better sea legs than that? I'm not sure it's the water that's making him blow chunks, guy. It seems he has partied too hard. I don't think that's possible. Sullivan, you're now staring at a, what looks to you like a dwarf holding a bright red book with a hammer and sickle on it and speaking to it. Oh, what are you? Who, who are you? I'm Guy. This, this thing, and I wave the book around, says that you're in charge. But I don't really think that's true, because I think you'd have better sea legs if you were in charge. I'm in charge? That's the first time I'm hearing of this. 
and listen, sir, I don't know if you've gotten your wires crossed or something, but I'm not in it. See, Mark, I told you that this is not the captain. Scatter. They walk away. God, God, you must be more persistent with this, this bird. Oh, Mark, he said that he's not in charge, and I think he'd know. <laughs> Please stop. Guy, you must you must tell him of our quest. You must tell him that there are great riches that will be spread to the to the far reaches of land and sea once I attain our item. Fine. And I walk back over and politely tap you on the shoulder, Sullivan. Um Mister, this book really says that you're in charge of getting me to the black market in Pigeon Island. Uh, the only thing I'm in charge of is this ship. Okay, now, see, that's progress. Because you just said that you weren't in charge of this ship. No, I said I'm not in charge of you. But that wasn't what I asked. Listen, guy, uh, I'm going to need your real name if I'm going to continue this conversation with you. My name is Guy. Yeah, I know you're a guy. I can see the bulge in your pants, but what's your <coughs> real name? Guy. All right, you like to be called Guy. You need me to sail you somewhere? To the black market. Because the book says you're in charge. Well, yeah, I'm in charge of the ship, but I'm not going to just float you onto the black market. That's going to require a little something-something on my end. He gave me a ticket. I waved the ticket. What? Who, who gave you a ticket? I I don't sell tickets to my ship. Mr. Orzov, man. Ah, the Orzovs, of course, they gave you a ticket. Well, listen, that ticket was not pressed by me. Guy, you have to tell him of our quest. You must tell him there are great riches and maybe he will help you. What he said. The book says that there's riches. Riches? Oh, no one mentioned riches before. Um, how many riches are we talking? Are we talking like a small fistful of riches or are we talking like uh, a big pile of riches? Uh, riches of land and sea. I've already got both of those. But do, did you get them both at the same time? Like a matching set? I've got, um, we're doctor. Let, well, you're gonna have to be a bit more clear about what this treasure is. I don't know what the treasure is. He didn't tell me. What, is it, you're a guy, right? So is your other friend, like, man? And then you got female and, uh... My friend is Mark, except he's not my friend because he's kind of mean and called me short. Oh, so your name's Mark, okay. No, my name's not Mark. My friend's name is Mark, but he's not my friend. Well, can I talk to your friend Mark then? Because uh, it seems like we're not going anywhere here. I hand him the book. What? Is, what is this? You get a hold of the book, and uh, Sullivan. What did, did you tell? Did you say your name? Uh, his name is Tichi. <laughs> what? His name is Tichi. Tichi? No, Tichi. <laughs> Tichi. It is I, Carl Marx. Oh, uh, excuse me, sir. I. I don't mean to be rude, but I can't see you. <laughs> also, my name's pronounced Tichi. That's that's what I said, Tichi. I'm gonna need you to reveal yourself right now, and he's gonna take his sword off his back. <laughs> he's gonna drop the book. You no longer hear anything. Ah, where'd you go, sir? I'm gonna kill ya. I, I think Mark lives in the book. Oh, Mark lives in the book, huh? Yeah, I think he's like a little mouse or something. I'm not really sure. Tichi's gonna sheath this sword and he's gonna pick the book up by like two fingers. Tichi, it is I, Carl Marx. Hey, uh, how'd you fit yourself in that little book there? I am but to be a spirit from a realm beyond yours. Ah, so you're one of them's, uh, ghosts that goes inside of the books. I am greater than a ghost. (laughs) One of them ghosts? Yeah, you've never heard of them? They're ghost books? I I can't say that I have. This is most fascinating. Um, It'd be better if I could read. (laughs) That That is of no matter. As long as you hold the book, you can hear the voice of me, Karl Marx. And I am here to tell you... That's great. That means you could, uh... Could read this to me. I, I can't read this to you now, because we are, me and my <coughs> compatriot, we are on a quest for a great item. A hammer. Something that I may bestow my essence into. Oh, if you're looking for a hammer, we just got a hammer down the bottom of the bow. I could just give you... No, no, this, this, this is a great item of terrible import to me. It's just a hammer. But this hammer is the most one of the most powerful weapons in the realm. 
what makes it the most powerful weapon? Because right now you're just saying it's a hammer. It's a hammer that can house a god. What makes you think I'm going to take you, Mr. God? Because in my experience, gods that want to come out of a little magical book usually want to take over the world and stuff too, and I'm not really about that kind of business, so, uh... I don't think you're a god. I think you're a mouse who lives in the book, and you're just trying to pull a fast one. Well, clearly he's a ghost book. We've been over this. Why can't he be a mouse book? Okay, listen, listen. Hey, you listen. Are you a, are you a ghost book or are you a mouse? I am no me immortal ghost. So you're a mouse. I am something beyond. My power spreads across the multiverse. If you get this hammer for me, you will become part of a revolution to spread the riches of this world and worlds beyond across to all those downtrodden, all those below the bourgeois. Slam the book closed. <laughs> so are we going? I mean, honestly, it kind of sounds fun. Um, how far is this place? Well, you're the one in charge. It's Pigeon Island. Oh, Pigeon Island. Yeah, I've been to Pigeon Island. Have I been to Pigeon Island? It's the, There's Pigeon Island, and then there's the Isles of Pigeondom, which is oh, where your um, ship is headed. Are you talking about the Isles of Pigeondom or Pigeon Island itself? Because those are two different beasts. You just said the same word twice. All right. Set a course. <laughs> You guys are now sailing across one of the not so great seas since most of Ravnica is metropolitan area. And you're going to one of the last vestiges of non-urbanized life, the Isles of Pigeondom. A small splattering of islands located almost directly center of this ocean that you're on. There is one very large island in the middle that the Great Black Market of the South sits on, although it is actually hidden away from the locals. You must talk to certain people to actually gain access to the island. Teaching. Since you are uh, transporting items that belong to the Orisov, but you do not work for them, you know who to talk to, but you've never actually been there in person. This is your first full-fledged journey into this underground trade route. And you know that you must talk to somebody known as the Passenger King to get access to the black market. Where do I find this Passenger King? You first must converse with his spies out in the wild. Where, where it's the wild? Yeah, is it like the wild ocean? <laughs> no, you, uh, you must get on the island and you must cross into the Forest of the Avians. Christ almighty, that's a process. All right, I, I docked the boat. Let's dock okay. the boat. You've docked the boat. Your shipmates have all gone out into the town to uh, rest up and be ready for the unloading of tomorrow's shipment. They've all gone to the many whorehouses that line the waterfront. Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> the, the waterfront areas. And further into the island, you see the small village that you guys have come up to starts to grow more sparse as it goes towards the center of the island. And it starts to become more of like what you imagine a tropical forest would be. Oh, butter me biscuits. I, I haven't seen this much nature in years. What's nature? So uh, I'm going to have you guys make animal handling checks to try and call out to the spies of the Passenger King, and you'll have to make five successful checks. They get progressively harder. Uh, do we do this together, or do we each have to make five? It'll be you guys together. That's good. I quit failed. On my first one, I got a five plus two equals three. Minus two. Why? What? what? You said you got a five plus two. That'd be seven. That's almost exactly what I said. You said five plus two equals three. Did I? Yeah, yes. with full confidence. That's amazing. Did I really say five plus two <laughs> equals three? <laughs> yeah, you did. <laughs> well, I got a seven. So. Okay, all right. That is one success. Seven is a success? Okay, great. Right, because the first progressively harder, yeah. Yeah, it's a it was a five. The first okay. one was five. Okay. So Guy tried to whistle and was not able to do it. You, however, cup your hands to your beak and sort of like let out this trilling whine 
towards the forest and you hear the same thing come back towards you. Well, that seems like it worked. Let's try it again. Uh, I got a 15 plus 2 equals 17. I got a 9 plus 2 is 11. Both of you guys, since you both got successes, Guy, you're able to <laughs> moisten your lips enough to actually get a small whistle out. And Tichi, you've let out another high-pitched call towards the forest and they have both responded to both of you. Can you both roll one more time? I got a 13 plus 2, 15. I got a 13. And for this last one, I'm going to, instead of having you both roll, I need you to both whistle. Oh, Christ. Twinkle, twinkle, little star. <laughs> Just the first twinkle, twinkle, little star part. Fuck. Oh, no. Casey. Oh, okay. Fuck. Hold on. Oh, fuck. That's really good. Try it lower. I can't whistle under pressure. Try it lower. <laughs> I can't do it. <laughs> okay, hold on. All right. Honestly, it's kind of hard to tell who's 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 whistling and who's not whistling. Sullivan, you go first. Um. <laughs> How did you? <laughs> okay, uh, Lena, your turn. <laughs> I've done it five <laughs> times. She has done it a lot of times. <laughs> okay, with the successful belting of Twinkle Twinkle Little Star, Guy, you have gotten the final notice from the birds in the forest, and you hear the same call come back to you. Out flies a small pigeon, except... He's got a bandana over his beak and sunglasses on. <laughs> what? Like around his beak? He looks kind of like the terrorists in Counter-Strike, and he's carrying an AK-47. Jesus, what? Is he now? You want into the black market? Hey, uh, what, what's that you got there? Is that a little uh, magic wand or something? He looks at you, and he fires it into the air. No asking questions. You want in? Yes. Are you leading this? Yes. He floats up into the air, and he says... Alright, you, you, you come with me, both of you. And uh, he leads you through the trees. You start to notice almost all the birds in this forest have sunglasses and bandanas on. And they're all looking at you as you like walk and <laughs> their eyes are following you. Hey, hey, can I get a pair of those? Where, where do I get those? I point at their sunglasses. These? My shades? Yeah. They seem to be a little too tiny for you. Oh, I'm pretty small. <laughs> <laughs> I'm small for an elf. I guess you are a little short, but your head's kind of big. Well, that's pretty rude, mister. You just called me fat. <laughs> First the book's calling me short, and now you called me short and fat. I don't like I this play. adventure one bit. <laughs> no one's nice. I don't think you're short or fat. Thank you. I like this one. He takes you through the trees up to the entrance to a large cave into uh, a mountain jutting out of the ground. And you hear a bunch of cawing and a bunch of squeaking coming from the inside of this cave. And you can see small torches lighting the way into the cave deeper and deeper in. You see things flip by through the torchlight. The pigeon looks up at you guys and he says, Follow me, but uh, be careful. We not only have birds, but also bats flying around. I don't really like caves, so this might be a problem. Before you get to market, you must meet Passenger King. Well, would it be possible for him to, like, come out and meet me? Because I really don't like caves. He flies up to you and stares you directly in the eye, and he says, Do you want into the black market or not? Is that a threat? I don't take too kindly to threats. And he's going to reach back for his sword. As you do that, you hear him make a small call, and... Out of the cave fly five dozen birds and bats and land, like, are all flying around you now and swarming. No weapons allowed. Yeah, all right. Looks like you're trying to make a display of power and it's working. <laughs> you didn't say that before. Are you just saying that because I tried to pull my weapon on you? I swear I'm not going to do it to your master. Make a persuasion check. I got a seven minus one. That's six. You drew your sword. You now must live with the consequences. And uh, can you make a strength saving throw? I got a 19 plus 6 equals 25. Jesus. Oh my god. Okay. Wait, hold on. Plus 6? Uh, 
well, we haven't spoken about this yet, but Tichi is uh, four levels in Barbarian and one level in Fighter, and he has expertise in his strength saving throws. Oh, because it's a saving throw. Okay, so uh, when he said that to you, uh, he made another call, and a dozen bats go to try and steal your sword, but you successfully saved, and they weren't able to get it, and you What do you swat- think? You think a bat's going to take my sword from me? I am a barbarian. B-A-R-B-A-R-I-A-N. Yeah. Like a librarian, but he spends more time in bars. Can we stop with this whole all these birds flying around me gig? I'm just just chill out for a second, man. Make another persuasion check. <laughs> Three minus one. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. You are not allowed. Well, fine. I don't want to go in anyways. God, you go by yourself. I'm gonna stay out but here wait. in Casey's. I'm afraid of the dark. <laughs> it's not. It's not dark. We have torches. It's, it's very dark. Do you want to see Passenger King or not? I, I want to see him out here in the light. What if he just comes up to the mouth of the cave and I yell from back here? It's not how this works. But can't you make an exception for two very special guests? If you do not want to do this, you must leave. And the birds and bats all form a wall in front of the cave. And as they do that, like, more come out of the forest and start trying to, like, push you guys back. Guy, I think... I think we should uh, swallow up pride and go in. But I don't think you're allowed in. He said you're not allowed. Well, then I'll just wait outside for you. I'll make sure they don't pull anything sketchy. You go down. I promise. If anything goes wrong, I'll follow you in. Okay. The pigeon nods at you, and they open up like an area between the ball wall of birds, and you <laughs> pass through. Before we get, get to what Guy's about to do, Sullivan, can you tell me what your character's gonna do? Are there any crates near the cave? Yeah. Yeah, there's like shipments of what you can see. There's like some Aarakocra who are like moving stuff towards the cave. I'm going to jump onto a crate uh, and I'm going to pull out a pretty fancy looking blue piece of piece of wood. Very long, very pointy. <laughs> I was going to pull out a pocket knife. Well, since you weren't allowed in the cave, but I guess you sitting on the crates doesn't really, you know, garner a whole lot of attention. You sort of you can sort of blend in with like the people moving the crates around and whatnot all right he just starts whittling but he keeps his eye on the on the front entrance and listens intently all right so uh guy you walk into the cave and uh, as your eyes adjust to the torchlight you notice that the cave is pretty sparse except for like the bats that are kind of roosting on the roof and you eventually arrive to a very large cavern that seems to you to be pretty deep inside the mountain. The air is a lot warmer in here as if you're closer to the core of the earth or something. (laughs) You start to notice that there's now hallways and you start to see more elaborate light sources. I peek down the hallways. You can hear commotion coming from what looks like a very large room towards the back of this cavern that you're in. On the walls, there are some amazing pieces of art really elaborate pictures of a very 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 large pigeon and they're all in like every manner of poses uh and there's one very large picture uh above a mantelpiece that is in the same form as that painting of george costanza in his underwear on that couch that's actually exactly what i was gonna ask if i saw could i take that would anyone notice if i took that I think I better just take Mark, is this a treasure? I think I better just take it. You hear a loud tapping from the book, but you can try and take it if you want. I try and take it. Make a slight of hand check. <laughs> oh. Twelve. You cannot lift the painting off the wall. Can I just take it out of the frame? <laughs> okay. Yeah, you can do that. <laughs> you have that now. Cool. Thank you. Okay. You're welcome. Do I have this in canon for season two of Ravnica Vendors now, Sullivan? Yeah, it appears you do. (laughs) All right. Proceeds down the hall with the painting discreetly hidden. Okay. uh, As you're moving down the hall, you hear someone in the distance scream. Where's the green tapestry of the the king? And you move towards the commotion towards the large room at the end of the hallway. Yep. And when you enter, you now see in front of you a very ornate throne room and in it is a very 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 large pigeon with a little golden crown on top of his head and he is being tended to by every manner of servant hello the king looks down at you and 
he kind of does that weird bird thing where he looks at you with the side. Who are you? I'm Guy. This is Mark. You made me leave my friend TikTok outside. Who? You know, TikTok. Big old beaky looking dude. Pretty flamboyant. <laughs> I'm not sure what you're talking about, but you seek to go to the black market. Why do you beseech me, small man? Now you're being rude, too. Mark, this adventure's terrible. I was supposed to go to the black market to get a hammer for Mark, who's a mouse that lives in this book, but everybody I meet keeps calling me short. Can you help me or not? I just need a hammer for a mouse. As you say that, we cut back. Sullivan, how's the whittling? Oh, it's pretty good. Um, He's whittling like a peachy face into the side of this staff. Okay, uh, is he still just going to keep whittling? Yeah, I mean, he's keeping an eye out on the entrance, making sure nothing's shifty. So I guess I'd like to make a perception check to make sure nothing amiss is going on. All right. Oh, natural 20. Hell yeah. Okay. Ooh. All right. Karl Marx told you that he was looking for a great hammer to put his spirit in to allow his power to be given to Guy and to allow his power to spread across the plain of Ravnica to try and help spread the wealth, break the chains, you know, that whole thing. He tried to give you guys a speech again. And TG, as you are outside whittling, you see two Aarakocra carrying a very large glass case. And inside you see an extremely ornate hammer. Lena, can you describe what Guy's hammer looks like? It's really large, and it's got a crystal jutting out of the handle end. It's probably a gold hammer, and it's got a lot of carvings. I also like to imagine that the end isn't, like, flat like a hammer. I like to picture it like a meat tenderizer. What? (laughs) Well, that looks important. Is anyone looking at him? Uh, he's just been whittling away. I think at the moment, they kind of assumed you'd just been sitting there, and no one's really thought to make you leave yet. Okay, so there's the two guys carrying it, right? Yep. They're starting to take it down through the entrance of the cave. How many other people are around them? Well, there's a bunch of birds around the trees by the entrance who are kind of like shouting orders down to the Aarakocra. Uh, And you see like some of those terrorist looking pigeons kind of on the ground looking everything over before they tell them to keep moving this stuff down. So how many total? Three of the pigeons on the ground who are like inspecting items and there is five around the top of the entrance. Well, uh, let me ask you this, Casey. How many of those fuckers can I get in a single (laughs) five foot wide, 120 foot long row? 120 foot long? Yeah. Like, okay, if I were to mayhaps do something in a five foot wide, 120 foot long effect effect in front of me when i get a clear shot to the hammer yeah so the the thing i was whittling is actually a javelin of lightning and (laughs) he's going to give it a little toss in his hand then huck it forward straight towards the guy who's farthest away from me carrying the hammer and what that's gonna do is when he throws it and whispers into it peaches (laughs) it turns into a lightning bolt which is going to zoom straight into the furthest guy and everybody that is in that 120 foot path, five foot wide path has to make a dexterity saving throw. So does the guy getting hit with it have to roll for it? Uh, No, the guy that's getting hit with it is going to just get hit with a regular uh, weapon attack from me, which is going to be uh, a 18 to hit. 12 plus six. That definitely hits him. Okay, I'm going to just roll once as a swarm. Wait, I have a dice roller up. I can just type in how many pigeons there are in this row and tell you the results. Okay. okay. There's there's seven. Here are our numbers. Two, 16, 7, 19, 2, 5, and 16. So that means one, two, three of them are going to take full damage and the rest of them are going to take half damage. Okay. And how much damage is that? 4d6 lightning. Oh, you've uh, you've blown them all to bits. Nice. Oh, should you also roll for the other guy that's carrying the hammer, though? Yeah, just make one more roll. He got a three, so that's also going to do full damage on him. Yeah. So the damage total is 15. 
And then the guy on the very end is also going to take the damage from a regular javelin, which is going to add another two. So 17 for him. And it turns back into a javelin once it hits him. So you get up off the crate and you, you've you walked to like this the center of this like area before the, uh, the cave mouth. You whisper peaches into your javelin and as you throw it, you just smell the air ionize and a ripple of insane heat and lightning (laughs) flows towards that last guy and you see as the ripple goes along once it touches one of those pigeons it instantly gets vaporized in a puff of feathers and it does it for all of them and then you sear the guy in front of the guy you hit and he now has no feathers and just looks like a plucked bird and he has fallen to the ground dead. Hath been flambeed. Yes. And you've just killed the other bird that you hit with a lightning rod. And he has a very large burn hole in this. Where'd you hit him? Oh, this was like, uh, I'm doing Yandu Udanta. I'm shooting him all through the chest. <laughs> okay, oh. yeah. You. He now has a very large burn hole through his chest. And he falls over dead. Does the hammer fall out of the glass? The glass shatters as they drop it. And the hammer is, it's still in its like little, it was like, on holster things connected to the base. So like the glass is shattered, but the hammer is still just like in the thing. Okay, can I sprint to it and pick it up? You may. Okay, I pick it up and I start frantically whistling the first part of Twinkle Twinkle Little Star, <laughs> like down into the cave. Okay, what are you trying to manage by doing that? You're just gonna- Trying to more- alert guy. <laughs> You'd also be alerting the birds. Wait, did I kill every bird out here or did I just kill a couple birds out here? You didn't kill all of them. Like you're in a- you're kind of in a forest, but you killed all the ones around the entrance. I don't think he has to worry about alerting anyone, though, because it's lightning. It's not quiet. Wait, so there's no more out here? Not by the entrance. Okay, then I'm going to scream down into the cave. Go, I got your hammer. It's time to go. I'm just going to keep saying that over and over again. And between each one, I'm going to frantically whisper the first part of Twinkle Twinkle Little Star. <laughs> Okay, throughout the trees farther out into the forest, you just hear, like, cawing slowly getting closer toward you. You know, on second thought, that cave looks pretty appealing right now. (laughs) You are going to run to the cave? Yeah. Thank you for helping me with whatever's about to happen. (laughs) Guy, as the king is talking to you, you hear, like, running coming through the hallway, and you see TG run down with a very large hammer in his hands. So I'm going to sprint into the room and I'm going to sprint out the other door. And as I run by, I'm just going to be like, Glory, I got your hammer. You come with me right now. We got to (laughs) go. That's TikTok. I got to follow him. He's my friend. He hasn't called me short. Bye. So the passenger king, as he does that, he, with another twitch of his head, his eyes grow wide and fill with rage. That's my hammer! As you move towards the right, you pass by what look like uh, a bunch of, it kind of looks like a dog kennel, except all the cages are filled with birds. Um, and as you go by, the cawing starts. You're basically just in a hall of cages, and there's like multiple shelves with them on it, and it's just filled with a plethora of of not only birds, but you also see like a bunch of pseudo dragons in one cage. And then there's a large room at the end of that area. What's in that room? A very, very, very big bird cage with a very, very, very big bird in it. Is there a door? Yes. Okay. I'm going to toss, guy, I'm going to toss you the, your, your hammer. Like try and catch it. The hammer falls at your feet as you try and catch it. I lean down and pick it up. Okay, you now have the hammer and the book starts to kind of shake really hard as if it's trying to like get your attention and there's a light from inside the book. Mark, just calm down and wait a minute. As we're running, I just start smashing cages, like smashing them open. You're just letting them all out then. Yeah, as I run, I'm just smashing as many locks off as many cages as I can. All the birds start to run in the opposite direction of the room that you are running towards. Nice. All of it, everything in, in those cages start going the opposite way. Smash and grab, guys. Smash and grab. I try and grab a bird. Make a dexterity check. <laughs> I most certainly did not. Okay, oh, you, you try to grapple with one of the ghost birds and your hands go right through it and then it keeps, and it flies away. TikTok, how am I supposed to smash and grab? I can't grab. Just smash, just smash. Okay. And uh, once we get to the other room and guys in there with me, I'm going to close it, the door behind us. 
are you going to lock the door? Like there's one of those big crossbar things that like goes. Oh, if there's a lock, I'm locking it. You put the crossbar thing down and kind of latch it. Guy. Yeah? I think we're a bit boned here. Yeah. How did you get this hammer? Oh, well, there was just uh, a couple guys outside that were carrying it. And I was like, that looks like the hammer that uh, your book, ghost book there describes. So I uh, took care of the guys that were carrying it. Well, that sounds pretty pleasant. Everyone loves to be taken care of. Yeah. In some way or another. Anyways, we should get out of here as fast as possible. Okay. As you guys are talking, you start to hear a really loud, low rumble come from the cage. You both have never seen uh, a bird this size in your life. It is sitting in the cage. Its plumage is a dark blue color with red around its face. The claws on it look pretty damn sharp. And it is looking at you guys kind of angrily and it's letting out a low rumbling call. Hi, I'm Guy and this is Mark and this is TikTok. Ah! Oh my God. Oh. Yeah. And you're kind of pushed back from the wind coming out of its mouth. What else is in this room? Just the large cage and the bird. There's a small little area with grabber things, like extendo arm things if, if for feeding the bird. And then <laughs> there is another iron gate toward some kind of underground market. And you hear commotion through it. Is the gate locked? No. Well, then we go through it. It's locked from this side to keep people out. Oh, that sounds fun. You know, since I'm a bird, I'm a bird, you know? Me, Tichi, Tichi, I'm a bird. Uh huh. I'm gonna try to make peace with this giant bird in the cage by by tittering at it, Teeter, tittering, chittering. Make a animal handling check. Since you are also a bird, I would give you advantage on this. Yes, nice. Okay, so first roll is a 16 plus two equals 18. Second roll is a five plus two equals seven. So I'm gonna go with that 18, baby. You commune with this very large avian beast. And as you do, you see it start to calm down. The feathers around its neck start to riffle down instead of like wanting to attack you. It kind of just calms down. And you see it step back. There is a cuff around its left leg and it starts to like peck at it. Is there like a, a cage door that I can get to it through? You could actually probably fit through the cage. The bars are big enough to hold the thing in but not keep you out. Is it open sky in there? What's the situation? Yeah, I have lots of questions. There's like a hatch over the top of it, like a big cylinder with like a, a base on top where the lid of it is. Okay, is there a key around? There is by the food grabbers. There's a ring of keys. Oh, well, fuck that. I'm going to try. I'm going to sneak into the cage and I'm going to try to smash that uh, thing on its leg with my with my sword. Okay, uh, make an attack roll. My attack roll is going to get me a 19 plus 6, 25. Shit. Yeah, you uh, you break that thing right off. Okay, and then I want to try to communicate to this thing with hand gestures <laughs> and teats uh, that if anything comes through the door that we just closed, to kill it. <laughs> All right, I think it sort of understands you. Nice. Guy, I think this thing's going to help us, so shall we skedaddle? I'd love to. Where Are you guys, are you guys going to go into the market? Yeah, yeah, to the market. Uh, Guy, the tapping on the book has become even more furious now. What, Mark? And I open the book. Guy, you have you have the hammer. Yup. Ah, uh, okay. Now, now that you have the item, we need to go. We need to go do the ritual to bring my essence into it. You have to take me to the top of the mountain. What if I just hit you against the hammer a little bit? It what? Well, it doesn't work like that, guy. Why not? Because magic. Well, dang it, TikTok. Yeah, what's up? We gotta, we gotta go to the top of a mountain. I don't even see a mountain. Yeah, Mister, Mister Ghostbook, I do not see a mountain either. So if you really want us to go up a mountain, you're gonna have to be a bit more clear. You. Uh, We're indoors, Mister Ghostbook. You guys. Yeah, catch. Can't, can't it just, like, hit you against it really hard or something? It's got a nice meat tenderizer-y end. Will that help? No. You must get to the top of the mountain. You are inside. Oh, that seems pretty pretty easy. Hey, TikTok, can we just take the big bird to the top of the mountain? I assume that he means that we gotta get to the top of the outside of the mountain. Well, yeah, but we'll just open the hatch and get on the big bird and fly right on up. It'll be like Lord of the Rings. It'll be great. Is there a way out of the cave? Yeah, there. there's like a skylight. 
Well, fuck that then. Retroact, take away everything we just said. I hop on that bird. I also hop on that bird. I say fly. The bird, like, lets out a really loud, like, cawing roar. Ah! And uh, as you guys flap away, you can see the Aarakocras uh, have finally bust through the door below you and look up. And uh, they start to give chase as you guys fly out. Can we spin it around real quick and have it just eat the Aarakocra? Well, I was just going to start hucking javelins at them. Oh, well, that's good for you. I just have no way to help in that. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Yeah, we can do that. I just can't contribute. So you're going to throw javelins? Yeah, how many Aarakocra are following us? There is approximately three. All right, I have approximately five chances. <laughs> approximately three? There's there's three. There is three Aarakocra. I'm a huck a javelin. I'm aiming for the wing, baby. Nah, it's a natural one. <laughs> He dodges deftly out of the way. Does a barrel roll. Wow, that was the kindest net for one I've ever received. I throw another javelin. Okay, make an attack. <laughs> I got it too. <laughs> Plus six equals eight. Yeah, no. Okay, you, I throw another javelin. TikTok, you're not very good at this. And I try to wheel the big bird around. Make a uh, animal handling check. I got a 16. You are able to uh, take hold of the reins on the rock. I'm going to spin it around and aim its mouth at the ones coming at us. Okay, uh, they're both dead. Uh, <laughs> it, it has it has caught one in its beak and chomped down real hard, and it broke it in half. And it oh grabbed God. the other one with its talons and ripped it in half. Yes! Uh, and oh, now bro. flies you back and heads towards the mountain. What? Wait, what color did you say it was? The rock? It's like dark blue. Good job, Blueberry! Swift moving there, guy. I have to say that was mighty impressive. <laughs> you guys have now, it's now landed you on top of the mountain. Uh, and you actually see on the mountain is a very large altar with what looks like, like ancient dwarven runes on it. I get off Blueberry. Stroll okay. on up. At first, guy is just idly saying to himself, I wonder what these ruins are. I can't read these at all. Do you not speak Dwarvish? No. <laughs> not oh. a dwarf. He has you there. I speak Elvish, yeah. but not Dwarven. Okay. Mind you, this is a flavor choice. In all technicality, I can speak Dwarven, but I've elected not to. Okay, if, if you actually can, I think you should be able to read the runes, nope. but you don't know that they're Dwarvish. I don't speak Dwarven. <laughs> This is not an innate knowledge. You're, this is a taught skill. Grew, all right, yeah. You don't speak Dwarven. No, you don't I know don't. What the fuck it says. What languages do you speak, Tichi? Tichi, you are going to be very happy to know, also does not speak Dwarven. Uh, since you guys can't read any of the uh, symbols, the book tapping is still happening. <laughs> Mark, what do you need now? God, you must perform the ritual. I can't read any of this. How am I supposed uh, to perform it? Just a second. And uh, you see the words within the book start to shift. And you see now, he who wields this hammer shall have the power of the Communist Party and all wealth spreading therein. Wow, I love parties. You must take the hammer in your hand and pray that you will take down the bourgeoisie. Okay. Straight up to the altar. As you place the hammer down and put your hand to it and hold the book up, a bright red light parts the clouds and comes down onto the altar. Guy, you start floating. TG, as you see this, uh, Guy's eyes start a deep red color and start to glow. As you fly up, you see behind him the face of Karl Marx in ghost form. <laughs> just kind of like hovering and suddenly a loud scream emanates from guy and Karl Marx's face as the power within the hammer forces itself into guy and you see him hero land down onto the altar and uh, there's red lightning crackling all around him and he stands up wow that was worth the price of admission I have to say what happened oh nothing anyways should we get out of here yeah Blueberry looks hungry. Now that now that the book is rendered useless, Guy, you hear in your head uh, the voice of what seems like a much more powerful Karl Marx. Ah, oh, fine. Guy. Yeah? I am now your patron. My what? I have now imbued you with the power of the Communist Party. Cool. We shall now spread 
the wealth among the people. We shall free them from their chains of the bourgeoisie, and we shall take back the might of the proletariat. I don't know what any of those words meant. I'm still concerned about the price of chains, but otherwise I think it sounds good. I think we'll just get a bunch of keys. I don't think we'll break the chains. (laughs) All right, well, no matter if we can free them, we shall do it. You and I together, God. That's a really big commitment. And uh, you guys get on the rock and fly into the sunset. And then suddenly we hard cut 100 years later. Tichi's gravestone. <laughs> Tichi, Tichi's gravestone. Where'd Blueberry uh, go? The rock is... Call him his name. Blueberry is now crying above Tichi's grave. Jesus. Guy is now standing behind a desk with a look of pure boredom and unknowability about anything going on around him. Suddenly... Through the door comes a goblin, a Muppet born, a Vidalkin, and a large Loxanon. Thank you for listening to Ravnik Avengers Preludes, Much Ado About Hammers. The Ravnik Avengers are Sullivan Harris as Tichi, Lena Pratt as Guy Elfman, and Casey Clark as the DM. If you like what you heard, please leave us a rating on iTunes. Leave us five man-eating birds named Blueberry out of five man-eating birds named Blueberry. You can follow us on social media for behind-the-scenes fun and updates on the show, at Ravnik Avengers on Twitter and Instagram, and at Dingles and Donuts on Facebook. Ravnik Avengers is part of the Orion Valley Production Podcast Network, so make sure to check out our film podcast, Frankly I Love Movies, where we are currently discussing Los Angeles-based movies. Big thank you to Ovi Owl for our cover art. You can find him at 0v0wl on Instagram and Heather Kaczynski for our episode art. You can find her at Heather underscore Kaczynski on Instagram as well. Tune back in two weeks from now when we lay down a sick recap for those of you who didn't listen to or just need a refresher on season one for the premiere of season two, which we're all super stoked for you to hear. And until next time... explode i gotta do it right now i'm sorry i'll be right back wait what do you have what do you, what did he say he had to go pee yeah what else does sullivan oh, ever he have just to peed do? right before we started have you met this boy why did it get so quiet